Welcome back, guys, to the Dropout Diaries for your hosts, Warren and Josh, back again in Josh's basement at home. <laughs> Not the pretty background of the office anymore. Um, but today we do have a special podcast today with Clodis Scanlon. She's actually the third female we've had in the podcast. So it's obviously great to have another female guest come on who's done, I suppose, a lot of things and been very successful in her field. But I suppose for the people that don't know Cloda, you know, if we were to meet you on the side of the street, you know, who is Cloda and, you know, what do you currently do at the moment? Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me and love to see that you're getting more female guests on. That's amazing. All the female empowerment. Um, but yeah, I'm Cloda Scanlon and I'm from Tipperary, still living in Tipperary. And I'm starting to call myself a serial entrepreneur because it's starting to go that direction. I just ideas keep coming and I can't stop um but I suppose what I'm doing right now is I'm a full-time content creator uh in a few different ways so I have platforms online where I have a community that I create content for and then I also am a content creator for businesses and brands so I actually have a creative social media agency and basically I do kind of social media creative content creative strategy for different businesses kind of around Ireland uh but that's that's kind of where I'm at right now but I already have like two or three projects in the pipeline that like I'm developing so that there goes the serial entrepreneur <laughs> awesome so it seems like you've got quite a few things going on and you're kind of the uh, the, the businesswoman itself so kind of take us back then to kind of where this all started so I guess like most people don't always just start off as an entrepreneur. Like, did you always know you were going to be an entrepreneur or kind of what, what did you think you were going to be at the start? Yeah, I think growing up, I always knew I was made for something big. Like I always had this idea in my head that people were going to know who I was, but I did, I never thought I'd be like a celeb or something. I always just knew for some reason I was going to be in the public. Um, And then I always thought, oh, yeah, maybe like someday I could own a business. But, you know, growing up, you always think it's like maybe when you're like 40 and you've yeah. really made it in life and you've done the whole settle down house, kids, the whole thing. And then you have a business. Um, I suppose I never knew that it could like take off so young. Um, mm. But I suppose it really started with about eight and a half years ago. I started my own personal blog called Orange, obviously, and I started it kind of while I was still in secondary school at a time when blogs were absolutely not cool. Like it was not cool <laughs> to be doing a blog and writing about my outfits or writing about my travels and publicly putting it out there to randomers. Um, but I stuck with it. I loved it because I'm a creative person and it's honestly led me to where I am. Right. So so you're doing a lot of things at the moment. So kind of I suppose goes back to your roots of the blog then from about eight and a half years ago, as you mentioned. How long has that been going on for? Is that still on today? Did you get kind of lead into your next endeavor? What way did it position yourself? Yeah, so the blog doesn't exist anymore. Um, oh. I think it kind of pretty much started to die out about five-ish years ago. So about three and a half years in. And I very much at this point was focusing on Instagram because everything was kind of, turning away from blogs and turning into social media. So yeah. I suppose the really important thing for any kind of online business or any kind of, I suppose, space on the online world is that you have to move with what's next. So even though I loved writing and I loved having my blog and my space on the internet that was just mine, I had to kind of look at, well, blog views are down, but Instagram views are up. So 
I have to learn how to pivot. Uh, and I think that's been one of like the key learnings for me, like pretty early on in my journey is that like learning how to pivot is so important in any industry. You have to be up to date with what is the next thing coming in your industry so you can like best serve whoever is buying from you or following you or whatever it might be. And you said that like when you did the blogs, it wasn't, it was not cool back in the day and you were obviously still in secondary school. And I know like starting anything in secondary school and putting anything out is like a lot of pressure. Did you have to deal with any like, you know, unwanted hay and a bit of pressure from people on like, how did you actually deal with that yourself? Funnily enough, I never had to deal with anything like that to my face, I feel. Um, mm. I feel like I've always been kind of a ballsy person and I've always been that person who does things regardless of what people think anyway. So it was one of those things where I toyed with it for a little while and then I was just like, I don't really care, I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah. But I felt like I never really got too much, I suppose, hate or anything to my face, but I know for sure it happened behind my back. And I know yeah. for sure because people like told me, oh, so-and-so was talking about you and like, you know, they were saying the other day, they think you have notions and all this. But like, you know, that's not a nice thing to hear when you're like 18 and yeah. you're trying to pursue something different and you're trying to be creative and you're hearing small town mindset. But I tried to just always remind myself it's small town, like they'll never be bigger than the small town they're living in if that's their attitude. And I suppose so many people and I think Irish people can get caught up in listening to what everyone else says. Mm -hmm. So like, had I actually took on board what they said, I wouldn't be where I am. So mm. it's so much more important to go with your gut than care about what people think. Right, I actually, I actually really like that. Like you, you touched upon like actually a few times in terms of like small town mindset and people getting like fully caught up in that. So you had the blog within secondary school, like where did you go after secondary school then? Uh, so after secondary school, I actually took a year out. So during my year out, then I was literally just working like a retail job. Like we all did, you know, whatever job we needed to do to get through. And it was interesting because I think I really started to pick up pace in what I was doing online. And that's probably when my love for like Instagram started and kind of photos and stories and different things like that. And then I suppose after my year out, it went to college. And when I went to college, then I naturally was just telling the story of life in college. And because that's kind of everything that I did was I documented my life in my 20s or soon to be 20s. And yeah, basically, I then just brought everyone on that journey of being a first time student in college and the trials and tribulations that comes with that and the crack and the nights out that comes with it, but also the the studying and not being a good studier and moving out of home, moving somewhere new and like just bringing everyone on that journey. And I think it's, I started to really gain momentum because I went to college in Cork and then I started to get loads of people in Cork or in college following me. And then to the point that everyone actually started to think for years that I'm from Cork because I lived there for a few <laughs> years, but I wasn't. Um, But it was just quite interesting how people were so much more open when I went to college. So when I went to college, they just knew me as Claude the girl with the blog. It was mm. never, they knew me their whole life and I started this thing. So it wasn't strange for people. They were just like, oh, that's a really cool thing you do. So I felt more accepted straight away, mm. even in a city, getting away from the small town and going somewhere more big and creative. People are more open-minded. Yeah, so obviously like, cause you know, we wouldn't have known you're from Cork as well. Cause you said it the same way as a Cork, one of our best friends, Sean Coffey from, <laughs> I don't know if you know Sean Coffey Fitness Town. <laughs> from Cork but he was up there this week and he's from Cork by but like I think definitely it makes sense in terms of 
getting away, I think it comes back again from getting away from like your normal environment and going somewhere different because then you have kind of like a chance to recreate yourself and like there's no pressure to like we're, we're from Calvin ourselves so like right now we're back in the back end of Virginia up in Calvin and like it, it's kind of something maybe you would have seen as well here quite often as well being in that small town and you sometimes have to to get away to be able to become your own person so did you feel like when you got to Cork you kind of felt like more comfortable now with who Cloda was and you felt like okay now everybody knows this is me and you can actually just fully be that person oh 100 percent. it was like i went from almost masking a little bit of who i was online to straight away being like i can be anyone and that anyone was me like i was more than happy to completely show myself online and really show up online and i think yeah getting away from home new environment meeting people who like that for the first time just accepted exactly who I was because they didn't know anything about me it just really gave me this vision of wow I can be absolutely anything I want to be in this world and I can go with my ideas and they're valid um so like yeah like that was such a great experience for me moving out of home and meeting new people and also like you said you were documenting your life you know going into college and that obviously meant that you were being like very, very consistent. Like, did you have tons of followers at this time already? Or like, were you just like really consistent? Because I, I find sometimes a lot of people lose the zeal because they don't get to where they're the end goal of where they want to be. Yeah. Um, no, I was just consistent. I was never one of these overnight sensations. I was never somebody who like got the big break early or anything mm. like that. Like I... Going to college, I think I was maybe on five or six thousand followers on Instagram. And this was after like three years of doing it already. So it was one of those things that I was just consistent. I just kept it up all the time. And yeah. and then I suppose it allowed me to expand my community by going to a city and new people kind of figuring out who I was and telling their friends and that kind of thing. But like I was never, ever this overnight sensation. I was always this slow, consistent burner. And I think that has stood to me and that has made me wanted more because I've met so many people along the way who have done what I do but they give up after a couple of years because they're expecting these like big numbers and I'm like it's not about the numbers though it's about doing what you love right right and considering that you made the transition from Tipperary across to Cork and you mentioned from going from a small town mindset to a city where you know people kind of embracing the fact that oh you have a blog that's pretty cool and other other things that you're trying I'm wondering did that give you like the open-mindedness to say, okay, what else could I get delve into? Did, I wonder, did you start anything else at that time? Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't start any necessarily personal projects, but I actually got involved a lot in societies in college. So um, I actually became a chairperson of a volunteer society for like a youth organization called ISEC. So that was actually a really cool thing to do. And yeah, I think it just it just showed me there was more to life than even what I had in my own mind, that there was all of these other organizations I could be a part of and I could grow with and learn from. So, yeah, definitely when I went to college, it just really opened my eyes to there's so much more. But I still don't think in my head I thought that like I could be a business person. I think I was always just thinking, oh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just go down this route of kind of creative social media marketing something like that and my blog will help me get there and and where did that road of being a, a creator bring you like did you was that did that allow you to get a role in the industry itself did you go straight to being you know i'm just going to jump and being an entrepreneur and start my own thing so no i definitely didn't jump 
and start to be an entrepreneur straight away. To be honest, I still didn't think I could do that. At this point, I was thinking I would love to like work my way up the ranks in a marketing agency and be like their head marketing person or their head social media girl. Because I think that's what society told us we could do is we could join the corporate world and we could climb the ladder. And that was the formula for your dreams. Um, so at that point, I was starting to maybe just get noticed by brands and noticed by different people in the space. And when I left college, then I actually was headhunted by a marketing agency to come and work for them. So then I thought the dream was to literally climb the ladder with that agency or or develop and develop my skills and go to other marketing agencies and kind of travel the world as this like marketing specialist in an agency um, because I didn't know what was the potential for me. I think I think it was very abrupt my actual introduction to entrepreneurship in my head but then looking back I can see how like all of those steps and experience along the way led me there right and I suppose considering that you've mentioned that you basically said that society kind of has like a stepping stone for you right you know you mentioned you're in Mm -hmm. college and the tunnel vision of this is the way I was going to go up the ladder within a business and that's where I suppose you've seen yourself going, but I'm wondering, considering we know where you are now, where was kind of like the turning point for yourself when you said, you know, I want to actually go into entrepreneurship. I can actually be a businesswoman myself. Yeah, so it was, I'm going to say over a year and a half ago, I was working in a PR, a PR and creative communications agency. And I was kind of looking at what I consider changing roles, because while I loved the agency I was in I loved the boss that I had she was a fantastic mentor the industries in which they were dealing with their clients didn't interest me as much so they were they were kind of food agriculture that kind of thing but I was trying to move back into more maybe the wellness space or the fashion space like my interests but still in kind of PR and marketing and all these cool things and social media Uh, and I also found in those agencies you have to wear many hats so you have to do PR, then you have to do social media, then you have to do advertising and you couldn't just hone in on maybe one area that you loved. And those areas for me were like social media, creative strategy, content creation, influencer marketing. They were all the things I loved and I found I just wasn't getting to do them in my role as much as I would like to. I wasn't getting to specialize. So I was thinking, right, will I look for another job? There's so many agencies out there and they were actually crying out for people. So I was like, I'm not short of opportunities in Ireland for the industry that I'm in. But then I thought, I suppose there was still a couple of key things missing. I I still could have been thrown into like, like skill areas that I didn't want to work in. And the PR and marketing world can be quite demanding that like if, if you know you don't like meet a deadline you have to like work on later hours and often events are on like outside of your hours and you're not paid overtime so there was all these things and I was really starting to think is this really the life I want like is this still the dream career and I kept seeing signs from the universe I'm very spiritual and I'm very open to like manifestation and signs from the universe I kept seeing the universe drip feed me these signs about virtual assistants everywhere and I was like what the hell is a virtual assistant? I've never heard of this term virtual assistant. And it's such a modern term. I was like, what the hell? And I just couldn't understand it. So I kept kind of, I suppose, exploring these signs. And when I looked it up, it's basically a personal assistant who is virtual, who's doing it remotely and who, who is assisting 
business owners or personal brands or people who need skills that you have. So for me, it would have been social media, but I still didn't think in my head that could be social media manager. I was like, oh, I could be their assistant on their social media. So then mm. I started to look into courses and I did a short three month course, um, which is nothing like college courses. It was far more practical and it was like reflected on you and your skills. And I suppose that gave me the confidence to learn about like contracts and client relationships and pricing and different things that I suppose were the little ingredients I needed to kind of realize, oh, wait, I can actually be an entrepreneur. Um, and yeah, it took me a few months, but I then got a life coach and I explored the ideas with her. And after like a couple of sessions, I was like, holy shit, I can actually leave my job and start working for myself. And I did. And I have literally been booked ever since and I have not looked back. That is yeah. such a great story so to see how like you you kind of are stumbling across that like realization and then it's kind of like feeling like like those signs as well. That's kind of one thing that we always speak about, like we're always as well talking about a lot of our guests talk about manifestation and, and just like seeing stuff into the future and stuff. And I guess like nowadays as well, that, that jump probably back then would have been so huge as well. Um, you know, seeing yourself just go from that and not having people maybe like around you that you knew were doing it as well. And like, you have to do it just yourself. Like the same way we made that jump into like sales and stuff. There was no one around us that we knew was doing that. Um, so did you feel a little bit nervous when you first did start or like, did you really have like a good support system around you which supported you? I definitely had a really good like support system in terms of my family and friends. Uh, I think the thing I kept saying over and over with them was like, what if it goes wrong? What if it goes wrong? And one thing my mother said to me the whole time I was exploring becoming an entrepreneur or setting up my own business was, Soda, if in six months it literally falls to shit and it goes down the drain, like you can literally go and get another job. And I just always remembered those words in my head. And like, I even still think about it. If anything was to go wrong, if it all ended up really badly, there are actually loads of jobs out there. And a lot of people I don't think are actually talking about the fact there are lots of jobs out there. And it might be in your industry, but if all came to all, there are loads of ways to literally generate income and money. So that was something I had in my head. Um, I didn't necessarily know anyone in my circle who was doing the same as me. But then I suppose when I started my journey and when I was putting it out there because I was lucky enough to have my platform of my community online that I could put it out there to and put it out to business owners that I was offering this service. Then people started to come to me and say, hey, I'm actually exploring doing this myself or I also am doing this. And then slowly kind of found my one or two people who do something like me and we kind of use each other as support and use each other as colleagues, we'll say, even though we're not, but we like help each other and we're transparent with each other about like what we're charging and what we're costing for our clients just so that we're kind of setting a bit of an industry standards for ourselves right I suppose even with everything you said there it's so interesting to myself like even going back to what you said about manifestation and you know respect within the universe like I suppose that's one thing that we always hone in on you know projecting our voice out to the universe saying that something will happen now it can have a reverse effects as well like for example like when we're in or even the good the good times where we we're in Spain and we said a couple of things about, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a conversation with the local enterprise office? 
next week we got we got in contact with themselves or a couple of days before our soccer match and Josh says, you know, I hope I don't get, I haven't got an injury in years. And then he gets an injury in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it can have its reverse effects. I'm definitely true believer in exactly what you said. And it's so interesting to see like your transition from, you know, seeing what's in America, you know, doing it yourself, taking that leap across and then eventually having a little group in the meantime. But even like before this transition happened, like what, what happened with, with college itself for yourself? Yeah, so um, you guys are getting a little bit of an exclusive here because I've never actually said this out to people. Uh, and I think it's I think it's so relevant. I think when I got the email from you guys to join your podcast, I was like, I was already knowing this was something I needed to kind of tell the world or tell my community anyway, because as I said, I've been so honest with them about like my whole journey from finishing secondary school to right now, I'm 26. And that has been essentially most of my 20s, but there has been something I haven't said to people. And that is that I actually dropped out of college. Um, and I've like goosebumps saying that because <laughs> I think there was a certain element of shame I felt where I had like these, these young women, women mostly following me and young girls following me, I suppose aspiring to me and aspiring to what I was doing. And I shared so much of my college journey. Like I was two years in Cork and then I did a year in Rome. I did an Erasmus and everyone was kind of expecting me to come back and document, you know, that really tough final year with when you're doing like all of the assignments and the thesis and all that. And that never happened. I came home and then I was like, oh, guys, I've got a marketing job. And I just rolled with that. And I it's been like four and a half, five years and I haven't addressed it. But I did. I dropped out of college and I suppose it wasn't a choice. I didn't I didn't kind of just come home from my Erasmus and think, that's it. I'm dropping out of college. Like it's not for me. Now I knew it wasn't for me, but I I was willing to kind of continue on with it. But before I even came home from Rome, I was headhunted for this job in a digital marketing agency in Cork. And even I came home and while I was home, I had an interview. This was before my Erasmus even finished. And before I knew it, I was working in this digital marketing agency and doing what I loved. I was doing social media and I was doing influencer marketing and I was working kind of in a creative space. And I was thinking to myself, this is the dream. Like, this is the industry I want to work in. And finishing my degree in sociology and Italian is not actually going to get me <laughs> into a PR agency that I want to get into or get me into social media because there's no such thing as a course for it. So I really was kind of, you know, weighing up my decision and going, well, if I can postpone my degree, because that's something you can do, you can postpone your degree for up to five years. I was like, I'll postpone it for a year or a year or two, get loads of experience on the CV in these roles, which I want to be in, and then I'll go back to it. But sure, lads, that was 2019. It's 2023 now, and I'm I'm never, <laughs> ever going to go back to that degree. And I'm so sorry to my father if he even listens to this. <laughs> He's hounding me to try and get that piece of paper. And I'm like, Mike, that piece of paper means nothing to me because I'm so much more successful in the route that I've taken than that piece of paper will ever do for me personally. And that is not to doubt that college has so much great opportunities for certain people. I mean, if you're going to be a doctor, you obviously have to get that degree. But for what mm. I'm doing, you do not. Uh, and that was kind of the key thing for me. And kind of, I suppose, accepting that it's okay to not go back and do the degree. Um, but I suppose the big thing for me was when I was going for other jobs, I didn't want to be like out there kind of screaming to the world, I'm a dropout, I'm a dropout when I was 
really trying to you know gain some experience and get these roles um even though i had nothing to hide i did three years of college i did three years of education and it absolutely stood to me on cvs um but you know the question never actually came up nobody ever said oh can you you know send us a photocopy of your degree they were just like how was your time in college so mm. it's so interesting to see how even an interview stage of like for jobs and agencies nobody actually ever said can you send us on like proof of your qualifications it, nobody ever looked for anything like that um i just had in my cv that i had completed three years in ucc you know so that yeah there's there's college for me there wow. it was so there's the, the the big announcement for the people i think that's obviously for you <laughs> getting off the, the chest i think at the end of the day as you said like you know, you've basically done a degree, PhD in, in marketing. You said you've been making videos and stuff for eight years now. So like, you know, if that's a degree, that's eight years of consistently doing something that's more than four years of half, you know, doing it while you're out at the weekend and just doing the last exam yeah. on the last day. Exactly. So I think definitely like, as you said, it depends on each person, like for sure. The same as us, like with sales, like there is no sales degree. Like you can't, sales and marketing is kind of intellect in terms of you're trying to, you're, you're playing on the emotions and stuff like that. So it's another thing where you just have to practice in the industry. And like, now that I have running a business and one of my business partners is like a sales coach at Harvard. Like, you know, he never asked me like, hey Josh, like where's your like sales degree or where's your marketing? He was just like, and he's, he, he's, a, he's a coach in Harvard. You know, as long as they can see the talent and that's where it's a little bit tough these days. So if you wanted to get into marketing and stuff like, do you find that like marketing is needed, like a marketing degree is needed? Do you find like maybe it's a little bit outdated or do you feel like a mix of both? Oh, oh, do, I have, <laughs> oh do I have an opinion on this? Um, I think, well, I think education in its whole in this country, right from primary school is outdated, like so outdated. It's not fit to actually you know, play up on and reward people's natural skills and their natural talents. So like, how can you determine that somebody who did three years of a marketing degree and wrote, learned, and you know, did all the research in the world to put together an incredible th thesis is actually able to sit in a meeting with a client and be super creative and come up with the best campaign to launch their new brand or their new product. How does that degree actually outweigh somebody's natural talent for being absolutely the person for that job like i totally think talent hard work consistency and learning your skills and environment is so much more than like learning things off for a few years and learning off you know i don't know terms and kind of like a lot of i didn't even do a marketing degree but i've spoken to people who've done marketing degrees and a lot of them can be very wishy-washy and talk a lot about like you know, age old marketing terms and the names for for things and processes. And I'm like, how does that benefit you in a client meeting when on the spot you need to be able to have an idea ready to go like that, that converts and that draws people in. And like you were saying, plays on people's emotions. You have to have a natural skill for that. It's not something that you can actually learn to be successful in. You can do so much work, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a creative bone in your body, you're at nothing, you know, I think. Yeah. I think education is so, so outdated, but that's just me. I know like that's probably controversial for some people listening, but right. for me and what my route was and my path in the creative industry, it's all about like learning your skills, developing, developing your skills, uh, a good chunk of it being hard work and raw talent as well. Wow. 
Yeah, I guess I well, that, that's what we call the dropout diary. So it's definitely the same sort of opinion Ooh. that we, we we talked about as well with a ton of people and have, have said it as well a lot of times. And you were going to say something as well. I was just going to say, I think that was the best the best answer we've gotten to that question thus far. Like, even like if we were to put that to our own perspective, like as Josh said, with uh, the Harvard sales coach on my on my end, there's like a 20 year investment banker. He didn't ask me, you know, what's what uh, skills do I have for this? He didn't ask me, you know, what degree did I get? Did I learn Irish for 12 years? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was more about do, do I have for the skills for that specific job? You know, was it niche down enough to be able to say you you're, would fit for this position? So that's one thing that we always stress with this. Now, this isn't saying that, you know, as myself is saying that, you know, if you drop out of college, you, know, you only have to do two hours on the side of the beach at Alicante and, and you'll be successful. You know, there, it is hard graft, as even Clodagh says, you know, when you're working in these agencies, you have to have, wear many hats at the same time and you have to be able to be very flexible with your time as well. So I'm wondering from being in that marketing agency and then obviously transitioning to your own, when did that kind of happen in terms of you saying, you know, I'm actually just going to do this myself. I'm going to get my own clients in. I'm going to run my own business. Yeah, um, it's about a year and a half ago. It was it was October. Would that be October twenty twenty one? Yeah, October Yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at maths and stuff like that. <laughs> creative side of my brain excelling in life. Um, about a year and a half ago, that was when it was kind of at that point where I knew for a couple of months I wanted to change roles in my head. But then around that October time, I was seeing all these signs for VAs and virtual assistants. And I really was starting to think, holy shit, like I could actually do this myself. Like I could actually do like be as creative as I want with clients. Like it's all my own ideas. I don't have to like run it by a boss or run it by someone else. You know, even one of the things I felt always held me back in agencies was um, because they have these like big retainer clients they always tried to play it really safe on social media. They were like, look, your idea is great and we value your opinion and your voice is heard, but the, you you know, that's a bit too risky now. And oh, we, we can't be doing that. And I'm like, the whole point of social media is that you're risky and you, you're totally out there and trying something different. So that was something that really excited me about like, going for it myself was that I could really feed this side of myself that wanted to just go for my wacky ideas with my clients and even not necessarily wacky but just the right ideas and the things that I knew would work and trusting my gut and not having to have someone over me tell me whether the idea was too risky or not that I could just go with my own ideas and that was one of the things that really enticed me. So it's almost like leaving all that like red tape that's involved that you always see when you're yeah. working in a business you're working with someone there's always these all these little regulations and stuff that you have to be and I, I guess it just doesn't really make sense in marketing as you say because marketing is like somewhere where red tape shouldn't be a thing and it should be some sort of like you should be like a disruptive it's a disruptive industry is kind of what marketing is like absolutely and since then now actually running your own business and being your own boss what has that experience been like in terms of like you like running your own days you running your own campaigns and you're actually the boss have you learned anything like important or has that been an easy shift for you i have learned so much so i'm in business a year uh, just over a year i kind of got my first clients late february 2022 so it's been just over a year since i launched and when i say my life has changed dramatically like i'm so much happier i I really realized more things about myself in this year than I ever have in my whole entire life. Like I've realized, you know, um, 
just the things that suit me, even just the things like I'm not actually productive on a nine to five day. I'm actually not doing my best work. Sometimes my best work is opening the laptop at nine o'clock at night and going until 1 a.m. And that simply doesn't work when you're when you're for someone else and you have a meeting at 9 a.m. and they expect something over over to them by lunch. And mm. I have realized that like, I'm not a morning person and I don't work well in the morning. I, I'm a great to talk <laughs> in the morning and like I chat away and do things like this. But when it gets down to like deep work, as I like to call it, like on the laptop for mm. hours, I'm not good until like at least past four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, So like, you know, it's it's just even been great for me to kind of pull myself out of like that kind of corporate cog and that corporate machine of you have to do things this way and like essentially laying down my own rules, which is amazing. And I suppose like now I have the soundest boss ever. She literally just lets me off on a Wednesday if I decide to be off on a Wednesday. She's great. <laughs> um, do you know, and then the other side of it is sometimes then I work on a Saturday and sometimes I work on a bank holiday, but I don't mm. feel like I'm like missing out on anything because as I said, I could take a random Wednesday off that like I don't need to tell anyone about and it's just for mm. me um so it's been really interesting creating my own rules and create like kind of setting my own boundaries and then I work with some amazing people that like I can set those boundaries with them I can literally just be like oh I'm not working today but I'll literally catch up on that for you like first thing tomorrow morning and that's great and then it also allows me to kind of live the lifestyle I want so for me, I don't call it work-life balance. I call it life-work balance. And I don't hear many people say that, but I'm trying to make a trend. So I hope it's going to be trending after this, lads. Um, <laughs> life balance. And I think it's so important that we all have that mindset that life first, work second, that work is, while we can love it, it's, gen it's supposed to be an income generator, not like our whole life. For me, life yeah. is so much more important, like time with my friends, time with my family, doing the things I love, playing with my dog, taking my dog for a walk getting out on my paddleboard like all those things like come first work comes second and I really like the fact that I can kind of design my life based on my own choices and then I can work around that rather than work and then life around that you know yeah I I, I see like a, a lot of people with similar similarities in terms of kind of feeling that restrictiveness you know, as you said, of a kind of like a nine to five or let's say if they're working that late shift and they even like something as simple as I have soccer training in the evening, I can't make it. You know, with when you're running your own business, when you're when you're in entrepreneurship, as you said, you can say you can have a Wednesday off. But then there's obviously the caveat to that where sometimes you work on Saturdays, sometimes you work on the Sundays. Yeah. And I really like that mindset of, you know, life work balance. Yeah, that's one thing that we've really I suppose, honed in on over the past like two, three weeks. You know, work can be great. We can get a lot of work done. We can really see the progress each day. But, you know, what are we doing it for? You know, yeah. What's the main reason behind that? I think you want to touch on that. Yeah, I think it's like, it's one of the reasons like we went over to Spain in January was like, you know, we'd worked like really hard during like 2022 and got ourselves in a good place. And then we were like, well, that's kind of like the whole point of working was so that we could, you know, be abroad and, and do something different. So we went across to Alicante and, you know, we started working there during the days, but we 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 went out, we we met lots of friends, lots of Erasmus students as well. That was, was ton of our friends. We even did a thing like on a Thursday, we would take the Thursday evening off and have like a dinner at least with some of our friends there um, during the week. And, you know, now we're like learning Spanish. We started Spanish lessons last week so we can go back in September and actually be involved because at the end of the day, we have to remember that the reason we started working so hard was so 
like in two three years time we don't have to and like we're like you know 23 24 and we can travel and enjoy the fruits of of the work it's the whole point it's always good to remember that because i think sometimes you can get into a rabbit hole and forget yeah. why you started and um you can lose like exactly what that vision was at the very very start so i think it's a very very valid point to bring and i think for mm -hmm. you as well so far because like everybody always looks at like entrepreneurship as so like rosy and beautiful and easy and fun what's been like the biggest failure or like challenge so far that you thought was like a really good learning curve yeah um I suppose like having said that like how having said like I love being able to like design my own life and design my own schedule it's really highlighted to me that like my biggest weakness is time management and like mm -hmm. I have no routine I have no schedule so funnily enough how I'm saying it's like my biggest benefit it's also my biggest downfall because it often means i'm cramming deadlines and sometimes i struggle then to open the laptop if i'm having like too much fun um <laughs> you know which can happen and like that's the whole point you're living life but yeah time management definitely and i think it really opened my eyes to kind of deeper things like inside myself that like i don't have like strong executive functioning i don't have like a good routine a good structure and like mm. they're big challenges for me then because Sometimes then I feel like I'm not getting work done to the way I wish I could. Um, mm. and, and other little things, there's been other things like, you know, it, all the responsibility falls on you. Yeah. You have no boss anymore to kind of clean up the mess for you. Or if there's like a shitty client towards you, usually you can turn to your boss and ask your boss to kind of fix it. Or your boss will just jump in and say, I'll fix this. I'll sort it out. But like everything is on you absolutely mm -hmm. everything if it's good it's on you if it's bad it's on you if something happens in the moment and you need to do something it's all on you and that has definitely been a challenge because like i've come across some quite challenging clients in my time and i suppose it's it's been hard to kind of have to come up with the decisions yourself and put yourself first in all situations so there's been kind of times with clients that have been challenging and i've had to go is this worth the money or is my peace more important? Is my my daily happiness and my daily kind of security and peace like more important than daily anxiety and stress from this client just because they're high paying or that they literally generate income for me? So I've often had to make decisions to like part way with clients who are simply just not good for me or good for my mental health. And that's challenging because you'll meet so many, I think, young entrepreneurs kind of our age, like in their 20s who are starting out and they're like, oh, just take absolutely every client that comes your way because you'll generate income and in a few years you won't have to work at all. And I'm like, well, my peace and my happiness, my mental health is so much more important than the money, you know? Right. So like yeah. that's something challenging where like I cannot necessarily turn to like a boss to kind of clean up for me. It's like I've had to very quickly be that person and be that CEO and be that boss that just jumps in and like has to protect myself and my boundaries and my professionalism you know mm. I think that's been the biggest um part for me is like because like back as well during the day I was always used to like I just get the like exam I'd always get my stuff done last minute right and I, I'd always get it done no matter what last minute so moving into this this sort of lifestyle even just like trying to get up at the right time the whole time like you know we, that's why it's so great for me like actually having Warren and um, someone that mm. I know from my same county together because you know, we help each other try to get that routine. So even like yesterday, if right. we had his 21st was on Saturday. So we had tons of friends up and we had, you know, we were all outside at his, at his house and we were so tired. So yesterday, Monday morning, where's this guy? I'm like 11 o'clock, <laughs> going to the office. 
And then I, I call I call um, I call um, Casey and I'm like, yo, where's Warren? I can't get to him. And she goes into his room and he's fast asleep. So <laughs> it's good. It's good having like someone there to help because I, I do find yeah. that tough. But like one thing I always say is that like it's easy to stress about that stuff, but at the end of the day, it's all about just moving the needle forward. And whatever moving the needle forward is, it's just that you, that's just getting up and doing one thing for the day. It's a longer game. You don't have to have 27 perfect days. You can have, you know, yes. three, four bad days and you can have 26 perfect days, a good day. So it's really about, I would always tell people, don't wait till you feel like you have a perfect routine or you're organized because none of us really are like perfect at all. We just make sure we at least move the needle forward and over time it does compound. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such an important mindset to have as well as an entrepreneur, because you can, I can, I think sometimes I still get the corporate guilt of like, it's kind of half eight, like, should I be logged on like straight away and all this? But I think what you're saying is so much more important about like moving the dial all the time. It leads to the, and it kind of comes back to like, that essentially is consistency and consistency over time. The long game is so much more important, I think. Yeah, and it, even touching on that, you mentioned in terms of nearly like characteristics of those who are successful. Like that's one of the main questions that we usually do ask anybody who does come on in terms of characteristics. So like even with yourself, like what do you think was like the main characteristic that complemented and helped you along your way in terms of where you are today and how successful you've become? Transparency. Hmm. That's, I would say, my biggest thing. I'm not a gatekeeper. I don't believe in competition. I'm not competitive with people. I don't hold things back so that nobody else will benefit. And it's all for me. I'm a huge believer in transparency will get you where you want to be. If you're transparent with people, nine times out of 10, they'll be transparent back with you. Also, I believe like even say when I started, I was super transparent with another girl who's doing the exact same thing as me. She owns a digital agency and she's also a full time content creator. And like the two work hand in hand. But she, we do the exact same thing. So like we actually met kind of both of us a month or two into starting our digital agencies and we literally sat down and I didn't know her, but there was this level of like honesty with each other, comfortability. And we literally were like, this is what I'm charging. And she her, she was like, oh, my God, I'm not charging enough. And, you know, we were kind of helping each other out and like little things like that, I think, are so important. And even just all, all along the way, like even say building my audience or building my community online. I believe people always come back to me because I'm transparent. I'm like, it's a bullshit free zone. I don't come on being like fake. And I've often shown like the crappier times in life and the good, the bad and the ugly. And I think people appreciate that for me because I'm just being normal and being me and I'm not trying to show anything other than that. So I would say for me, transparency. And then obviously the other side of that is when you have clients, it's to always be honest with them and to always have kind of open lines of communication yeah i think that's a huge thing because transparency it almost links in with like integrity as well like in business it's so so yeah. important because there's always there's it's always so easy sometimes to walk around the bush and like those type of stuff can always it always comes back to bite you no matter what in business like it's yes. impossible to, to walk around that stuff and i think you know being in sales a lot that helps us because like with being in sales you, you have to be kind of direct you know, we're, we're used to asking the difficult questions and saying the difficult things. So like if something is wrong or if we have something to say, that's one thing that's really helped my life is that we can just be so straightforward and, and we don't walk around the edges of stuff. And I find that's one of the best things for us is that 
so many situations get sorted out in like one second. So many things get done quicker just because we're so straightforward and transparent. And I think everyone can sometimes have this mindset of being like a, a lone wolf. You got to be careful because like everybody's trying to steal your ideas. Guys, there's enough, there's enough for everybody in the game. And like people can help you too. If you're honest and transparent and you're, you let people know what you're doing, before you know it, they bring on someone to you and someone like this, and then it works out in your favor. A hundred percent. I yeah. absolutely, I think, I think it's one of the most important things for me. And like you said, like not holding things to yourself and thinking, oh, someone else will take my ideas. I'm actually mm. a big believer in, I often put my ideas out there online. Like literally the other day, I, last week I put up on my story that I offer wedding content creation. So I come and I'm like a social media content creator on the day of your wedding. So I make TikToks mm. and Reels um, that are like super fun and super like emotional for people to watch back on. That isn't the big video production that a videographer would do, which is amazing. And it's a totally other thing. And it's mm. so funny. I saw about five other people then say, oh, I'm offering this. Oh, I, I do wedding content creation. But I... I'm really transparent and I don't go, right, I'm not going to talk about this for months until I finally have that wedding. And then I'm, you know, I'm like, put it out there. And then if someone takes inspiration, they take inspiration. But I'm just, I just don't believe in gatekeeping. I just don't think it gets you anywhere. I, I believe in like, again, coming back to the spirituality thing and like what you put out there, you get back. I believe mm. honesty and transparency is up here on a high vibration. And I think gatekeeping and competition and trying to like hold it all for yourself is very low vibration. And like the laws of the universe and the laws of attraction, if you put out good things and like work at a higher vibration, good comes back to you. So if you're honest and you're transparent, that will come back to you. Like goodness will come back to you. But if you're trying to gatekeep and hold, that brings in negative emotions and that is going to bring bring more shit on your plate I think like it's it's honestly just about being a good person as well isn't it yeah yeah it like it like nearly goes back to you know what Alex Hermosi always preaches in terms of as you said like with your with your social media oftentimes you just kind of put it out there for people they could use it if they want but at the end of the day most people won't because you can you can give out all the I suppose ideas and how to do exactly what Alex is doing but how you sell that is actual implementation. You know, I'll actually do all this for you. You know, this is all the ideas. If you want to do it, at the end of the day, you're coming in as an agency to take time away from a business owner where they don't actually have to do that anymore. And it's off their plate, less stress for them. Whereas it's not, you know, oh, they're just going to take my ideas and run away with it. But I suppose, I think that's like a great way to kind of like round off the podcast. I think it's been a, a great podcast and good 45 minutes worth of, of value from yourself good yeah. insight to you know going from secondary school to college to even where you are today so you know it's been great to have you on Cloda if you guys want to do check out her socials we'll leave it in the description of the podcast but we re really appreciate you hopping on and I think it's been a good one thanks very much Cloda for hopping on as well guys and as I said follow her on social she has her her podcast as well that she said that she's gonna she doesn't talk much about as well but maybe you guys can have a look there as well and we will see you guys in the next episode